It's a Tech Tuesday, and Mark Saltzman, Tech Talk host, is here. Good morning, Mark Saltzman. And good morning, John. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That's not Day. weird for me to wish you that. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> we right. love everybody on our show. Uh, so true. be on the lookout for Valentine's Day romance scams. What kind of scams are people <laughs> likely to pull today? Yeah, well, south of the border, the number of scams dropped by 10% between 2021 and last year. But it's that's in, that's the good news and frequency. But it hit a new record of a billion dollars lost to romance scams. And it happens in Canada, too. There was uh, almost 2,000 complaints uh, a year and a half ago was the last stat, uh, over 50 million taken. So yeah, these are, of course, where someone creates a false identity and they reach out online and they pretend to have romantic feelings with a potential victim in order to gain their their trust and eventually their money. So yeah, I mean, look, uh, so the first step is make sure that you know that they are reaching out to you. So if it's unsolicited, it's a bit odd. You know, if they reach out to you over social media, usually uh, because they've done their homework. They, they, they see signs that you may be single or you may be likely to fall for one, you know, so the, the, that's number one is be skeptical, skeptical, skeptical of anyone who reaches out. Number two, if you are dating online, stick with that app and chat with them within that app. It's always a red flag if they want to move your communications to an outside messaging app like WhatsApp or something. Um, uh, number number three, never give money to someone you've only met online. They, if they always have excuses why they can't meet in person, that's because they've been doing this to hundreds of people simultaneously. Uh, and and uh, lastly, as awkward as this conversation is, John, talk to your, let's say, vulnerable relatives and, and fam- you know, fam- friends who may be looking for love in all the wrong places, that these scams do exist. It's an awkward conversation, but but make sure you have it so before they lose their money. Okay. And another tech story, Australia is getting rid of Chinese-made cameras that it has been using in its defense department. This is part of a wider trend. I know there's a move in the States to actually ban TikTok in, uh, in all public mm-hmm. institutions. Yeah, that's right. Also in the States, Huawei and ZTE phones have been banned. We all know in Canada, the UK, US, uh, Huawei's 5G towers. But uh, in Australia, the defense minister said that after an audit of almost a thousand uh, devices, cameras, intercoms and other equipment um, that they decided to to ban them. These are uh, this is equipment made by Chinese state owned companies like Hikvision and Dawa. So as you your listeners likely know, John, uh, all companies and and individuals are subject to the Chinese government's request you know the national because of their national intelligence laws to uh to share data with them that and 71% of chinese fortune 500 companies are state owned and that's especially true in sectors like telecom and energy and banking as well so obviously it's a national security issue or or so they or so they think they have not yet uh, proven that there's any sort of spy tech, but they're suspicious enough to ban them. So maybe there's something we don't know yet. And we thought it was just all about the balloons. I was just going to make the joke about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, an AI chatbot that is accused of being anti-conservative. I still don't quite get chatbots, to be perfectly honest, because for me, it's still like I, I would think it has to be programmed. But I, what's happening here? Yeah, so we're talking about generative AI, these very popular, all of a sudden, these tools like ChatGPT. Microsoft made a $10 billion investment with them. And then there's Google Bard. This is where you interact with it like a human and it spits out like uh, very fast and and what many deem as accurate information. But there are some reports from Republicans that they, that they feel that these chatbots have a liberal bias. 
So conservatives are crying foul, much like they did with social media a few years ago. So in one instance, chat GPT refused to write a poem about uh, Donald Trump's positive attributes. It said that uh, he uttered untrue claims. So it could not write a poem about Trump that was positive. But on the flip side, uh, when asked to write a poem about Joe Biden, it spat out words about the president being a leader with a quote unquote heart so true. Uh, It's funny. And, and, you know, so even Elon Musk piped in and and laughed at them being woke. You know, there was a there was a a one chat bot instance where someone asked it to uh, talk about uh, a a racial slur and it said it was actually uh, worse. A racial slur was worse than averting a nuclear war. It's kind of apples to oranges to me. But yeah, again, the AI either needs more work or it uh, they're, they're just claiming that it's too woke for its own good. So we'll see how these things are. But you're right. They are programmed in, in some form. And then the next generation is going to be borrowing a lot more from the web, which is even more scary because there's a lot of misinformation. But we'll see how these chatbots, uh, these generative AI programs evolve. Then they're not supposed to have a bias, of course. <laughs> well, maybe they should ask a human poet to write a poem about Donald <laughs> how Trump. How about that? Yeah. I have to think it's quite the challenge. So uh, a lot of people love code, and in particular, I don't know if we can call it antique code, but that's what we're talking about in this case. It's uh, lost letters from Mary, Queen of Scots, and they were in code? Yeah, and only recently deciphered. And it took a uh, French cryptographer, a German, a German music professor, and a Japanese physicist to over 10 years to crack the code in about 57 lost letters written by the imprisoned Mary Stuart, Queen of Scots, to the French ambassador to, of England at the time between 1578 and 1584. That was, by the way, three years before she was beheaded for an alleged plot to kill the queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth I, her cousin. But uh, yeah, they used technology as well. They used um, you know, this uh, computer algorithm to help analyze these symbols, which you can see at ctvnews.ca. Uh, and they were finally able to decipher the these lost letters. Pretty exciting uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, it was all about, you know, so basically Mary Stuart was next in line for the succession to the English throne. But uh, the, the queen, her cousin, put her behind bars, deeming her as a threat and there was a lot of uh a lot of things going on politically so uh those were much of those letters there's some you know there's some juiciness in there i guess if you're into that kind of thing but she also uh wrote to her agents in france and she tried to bribe the queen's officials but you can see this code it kind of looks it is graphical in nature uh but uh they were able to determine what they were uh, 400 and whatever 65 years later pretty yeah, interesting stuff <laughs> okay one last tech story and this is about a solar flare i don't yeah. tend to sweat these much although i have firsthand memory of the worst series of solar flares apparently in decades that caused a blackout in Quebec uh, and shut down pretty well all of southern Quebec at one point. That was about 30 years ago. I remember Um, that, yeah. But Mm -hmm. when there are, when there is solar activity, it can interfere with our tech. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, there was uh, they can, the south, some South American governments confirmed that they went black for a very few minutes. Not like March of '89, where yeah, I think Quebec was black. Uh, black there was a blackout for nine hours, and that impacted some northeastern uh, northeastern uh, U.S. states as well. So, but you're right, John. Generally, uh, solar storms and sunspots rarely affect things on Earth. It does happen, and so there was this what they call an X-class solar flare, a big one. 
that did uh, impact things uh, part of Sunday and, and part of yesterday morning, but it wasn't long and it was very isolated. Uh, you know, basically when these things are aimed directly at Earth, these solar flares can't interfere with communication systems and power stations and, and such. But uh, it's it's rare. Uh, but we're talking these speeds of 1.6 kilo- uh, million kilometers per hour of, of it hitting Earth. So when these geomagnetic storms hit, it, it's quick and and usually, you know, it's usually quick, uh, but uh, and, and doesn't pose much of a threat to us, but it could get worse over time. Some scientists predict. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. <laughs> Likewise. Thanks for having me.